This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Kyler Murray runs it. He's got to get out of bounds. Murray still moving. Wow! Look at the speed! Kyler Murray touchdown! Oh, you! 67 yards! Welcome to Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500. You guys already had a full hour together duking it out on Purple Daily Yeah, Judd today. and I were just not on the same page on Purple Daily today. It was like glorious. on anything. Anything. It was fantastic. I mean, yeah, it was fun, but we just we were not seeing eye to eye. No, it was it was great to listen to. I was I was in studio uh, helping produce the video stream and I thought, wow, this is a uh, like for for the dead of its post Super Bowl pre combine, <laughs> and it is just today is a day filled with Vikings reckless speculation for two reasons. So I want to break the tie on the two things you guys disagreed on in Purple Daily. Okay, right? all right, and and we'll start with thing number one, which is Kyler Murray has told the world. He's not going to play baseball. And Judd, you found he's going to give back like $1.3 million to the A's? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Pass on ESPN reporting that he's going to return $1.29 million of the $1.5 uh, million signing bonus that he got from the A's last year. He forfeits the remaining $3.2 mil due March 1st. The A's will now put him on the restricted list and retain Murray's rights, but they don't get a compensation draft pick for him. Okay. okay. So, yes, he's giving quite a bit of it back. So the question you guys posed was, Kyler Murray is now officially, there's no question about his loyalties. He right. wants to play quarterback in the NFL. Right. If he falls to number 18 and you're the Vikings, should you take him? No. And Judd said? Absolutely, yeah. if you're convinced that he is the fran- that he if he is a franchise QB. So if you have vetted him completely and you don't think he's that good... I understand that, but if you think that a potential franchise quarterback, and by that I mean a potential top 10 guy, yeah. has fallen to you, that you absolutely have to take him. Yeah. Should I just cut right to the winner? Yes. Right to the winner here? Yes, thank the you. The judge's scorecards? I thank you for your decision. The winner. <laughs> Ahead of time, yes. Don't think I'm too critical. Mm. In the Kyler Murray 
Should the Vikings draft him at 18 if he falls that far? Argument is. Of course. Judd Zulgad. Thank you. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely they no, should. they if should they not. they think he's a franchise quarterback. I said if they think he's if they think he's the franchise quarterback, not just a franchise quarterback, but if they think they have the next Pat Mahomes in their hands at number 18, okay. If they think they have a generational talent like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, somebody in that echelon, all right, yeah, you don't pass up on a guy like that if he falls in your lap at the 18th pick. Anything short of that, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You're you're already all in on the win a Super Bowl in th- in the three years that you have Kirk Cousins here. You went all well, in well, on that well, last two now. year. It's two now, though. Two but left. It's two, it's two. Two, le- two of the three are still left. You're already all in. You've pushed all your chips to the center of the table on the win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins bet. Okay. That's but- what you've done. And by selecting Kyler Murray, you're either... Pulling the plug on that one year in, and you're looking at a nearly $30 million backup quarterback, or you're using one of the probably the most valuable resource that you have in your hands to make that Super Bowl happen in the Kirk Cousins era in a first round pick, and you're gonna dra- you're gonna use it to get his replacement. Okay, you're just, let me help. You're just let me help. throwing let me in the towel on winning a Super Bowl in the Kirk Cousins era. So here, so you you used a poker phrase that I love. Thank you. All in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a big poker guy. Okay? Yeah. And so you said the Vikings are all in on the Kirk Cousins Super yes. Bowl era, right? Yes. Let me introduce you to a concept of poker tournament called the rebuy tournament, oh where once God. you're out of chips, you get to rebuy for more chips. Okay. Let, let, let let's ask the room a question. Jonathan Harrison too is producing. Okay. Percent chance the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as quarterback the next two years. Like just a rough percent chance they win a Super Bowl. You're asking me? I would say, okay, I would say 12 to 15 percent. Okay. I was going to say 10 percent. Okay. I'd say 8 to 10 percent. Okay. Yeah, probably 10 to 12. So so, so your, your chips are all in the middle of the table and you need like one of you need there's like four cards in the deck that can help you. So your chances are pretty low at this point, right? Okay. So. Knowing that you do get another buy-in to this tournament, which could be a franchise quarterback in the first round, I'm willing to say, listen, we thought, based on the information that was given to us during the free agency period of 2018, that Kirk Cousins was the right move. More information has come into the fold, and Kyler Murray has become available, and he has slipped into the teens, and maybe he's in, maybe he's in the 12 to 14 range, and you get to trade up because you think he is the next Pat Mahomes the next, whatever, the next star quarterback, right? I would be willing to punt on the Kirk Cousins era if I thought this was a 10-year starting quarterback franchise guy. That's what I said. But can I can I reshape this just a little bit, too, to go back to what the original intention, I think, was when Cousins was signed to a very rich but very short deal? Remember, this team in 2017, when things went extremely well, was built around defense, and everybody, including the team, said... Case Keenum is not going to come back in 2018 and beat the same quarterback. So we want to get the best available QB that we see out there right now. But we're still a team at that point built on defense. Uh, I, I think we've lost the nar- the correct narrative here because they're paying Cousins so much that now it's become, well, he's making so much he should be a great quarterback. Nobody really expected that. So I think there's two tracks here. The one is the Cousins track, which was, okay, he gave you the best in your mind at that time, the best chance to be successful around a team that was still built with defense first. 
But if Murray is a franchise quarterback, we're talking about now going into an era of football where offenses are an enormous factor and, and QBs have always been extremely important, in which, to Phil's point, Kyler Murray is potentially your guy for 8 to 10 years. And we're also in a town where we have been, and the Vikings have been looking for that quarterback for how long? Plus, what if I told you here, and now I sound like I'm... The 30 for 30. Nearing the 30 for 30, 30 yeah. yeah. What if I told you, I wouldn't okay, believe you, probably. That the Vikings could draft someone who averaged 7 yards per carry on 140 attempts with Oklahoma, and that wasn't even the best thing that he has in his record. He's also a quarterback. Coming up after this. <laughs> so... I, I understand, Rami, I understand your point of view, which is, well, you just paid $30 million a year for Kirk Cousins, and you're one year into a three-year experiment here. Let this thing play out. Okay. And if you had to let it play out, okay, like, let it play out. If if Kyler, Kyler Murray might get drafted eighth overall, you let it play out. What I'm saying is, it's not like you're the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. There's probably six or seven teams that are going to be favored above the Vikings. The Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, if Drew Brees comes back, the Saints, right? So it's not like you're punting on the best team in the NFL to win a Super Bowl. You're saying, all right, yeah, there's a 10% chance maybe to win the Super Bowl. But if you think you have a 10-year quarterback, which this town has been starved for since basically, what, Tommy Kramer was the 10-year starting quarterback in the 1980s, I would glom onto that. Let me run a 30-for-30 scenario by you. What if I told you before the 2018 season that the Vikings would have a quarterback who threw for 4,300 yards, had 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and nearly a 100 quarterback rating? I would ask, let's dig a little deeper and see, are those numbers hollow? Can he beat a good team on the road in prime time? No, that's what you're saying now. If I told you that before the season, you would say, give me that. Give me that for three years, and and we can win a Super Bowl. That's what you would say. You would say with this defense that we have, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, with the weapons that you have in Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, give me that all day and we can win a Super Bowl. That's what you would say to me. But if I can secure the future, if this is it, if you've got your guy, if Murray is is your guy and he falls to you, which he probably won't, but if he does, and so so one track, you can be playing for the immediate now, with a defensive first team that has a good offense, but you're developing a quarterback who then in two years or a year from now can step in and start a run of, let's say, eight years of really good play. Don't you take it? I got to. Yeah, I I do. I've got to take it. Yeah, 100%. I can't not take it. Then I have to shop Kirk Cousins. Okay. Even better. I'm fine with that. So if I get, let's I that's go to that path. If, if I get Kyler Murray, and I get a fifth round pick to say goodbye to twenty seven million dollars in cap room, which I also then get, yeah, which this is sounds like a win, win, win. If yeah, you could, if you can pull that off, great. I'm just saying that you, one way or another, you're changing the plan. If you draft mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, one way or another, you're changing yeah. the plan. So you might as well completely pull the plug on this thing and trade him. Because otherwise, you're admitting it was a mistake. And and you're changing course one year into this three-year window that you thought you were opening for yourself to win a Super Bowl. I'm just looking at some of the, the Twitter responses here. Mm-hmm. Our guy, uh, our social media guy, Seth, put up a little graphic just for fun, just on the Score North Twitter account. Uh, should the Vikings be interested I'm in sure Kyler they're Murray? they're all very and pleasant and complimentary. And the responses are hilarious. I'm just gonna re- I'm gonna read some of these. Uh, the first one out of the gate is, "Huh?" 
Question mark. <laughs> Uh, another one is this is the dumbest question ever. Yes. No, there have been dumber questions. There's no it's way not that's a, the dumbest this, question. This, oh, here no is, way. This is a horrifically stupid question. Okay. From Mr. Grohl tweets that in. But did you answer it? Of course. Well, first of all, it's not a stupid <laughs> question. It's not a stupid question. The Vikings have have lacked a franchise quarterback for decades. A, a multi-year franchise quarterback for decades. Um. A bunch of other people are chiming in with things like, can he play guard? Here's somebody yeah. else who says, can he block? There's a shocker. Well, although, I would give him a better chance to outrun pass rushers than I give Kirk Cousins. So there's that for sure. As I said, I think it's two tracks. And I think that it would be, if this kid is there at 18, I think it would be absolutely crazy if you think that he could be the guy for an extended period of time to, to say, well, we don't need one this year. When you've been searching for a quarterback for how long? So that's the first thing you guys argued about. And we can take calls on that. And when we eventually get to the second thing you argued about, we can we can we can take calls all hour if you want. But six five one six four six eight two five five if you want to chime in on this on Mackie and Judd with Rami. And you can follow the aforementioned Score North Twitter account and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and also Twitch at Score North. That's S K O R North. All right. Kyle and I Santi. You're on the show. Yeah, you know, big-time Viking fan. Uh, would kill for a franchise quarterback. I don't want, you know, you take the first-round pick, take the next Matt Khalil. I mean, could uh, maybe franchise take um, Bard and all that works, maybe trade him for an offensive lineman, something like that, work out a trade that way. That's the way I'd probably go. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting a quarterback in the mix, maybe all Cousins does this year, and, work him out of town the year after. So here's a, to add to what Kyle just said there. And uh, Matt, our guy Matthew Collar is listening to the segment and texted in. They went 13-3 and three a year after not having a first-round pick. It's not punting on Kirk Cousins to draft Murray. And I would say because Murray wouldn't be making a ton of money on a rookie contract, too. You could, in theory, just keep a disgruntled Kirk Cousins around. You could start the season that with him. That would be productive. It would, it would be a terrible, terrible vibe. But in terms of just... Treating players like robots and a salary cap as as what it is, you would probably still be paying your two quarterbacks less than the Packers are paying Aaron Rodgers and and hey, that collection, right? Yeah, but you are punting on the Kirk Cousins era in the sense that the because of how little money you have to spend now in free agency, the best way to add talent to this roster is through the draft. And you have a draft pick this year that you hope you won't have one this good for the rest of the time that you have Kirk Cousins here because you hope you have better seasons than 8-7-1. and one. You hope that this is the best draft pick that you're going to have in the Kirk Cousins era. So not being able to add free agents and the only way that you're adding significant talent to this team is through the draft and you're trading away the best pick that you're probably going to have in this window with Kirk Cousins, to me, that's punting on the Kirk Cousins era. Don't forget the I'm restructuring contracts, releasing guys, signing guys on the O-line potentially with that cash that I get back. And I could see it. You know what? I could see Kirk. Kirk can start. And you can bring Kyler in as the backup for a year. He learns. Best of both he, worlds. He, he, he wouldn't be the backup for a year. Okay. Backup for eight games. Best <laughs> no, of both worlds. Backup for a minute. Best of both worlds. <laughs> but you would definitely have to, and they are going to need to, restructure contracts and release certain guys to uh, create cash flow elsewhere. But they're going to have to do that regardless. I just, 
I keep going back to the fact that think about how long this team has been trying to identify a quarterback. And if you truly believe that this is the quarterback, I don't think that you can afford to say hard pass, especially when the Cousins era by its nature is going to be short. Well, let, let, let's because he's not coming back after th- after year three. The uh, I don't know if I don't know if either side is going to really look to renew. I mean, if it's if it's for top top money, I don't think either side is going to want to renew that. The other tentacle off this too that I find interesting. It used to be that Major League Baseball was more longevity. It was more money. It was it was very much the more appealing track if you had a choice between Major League Baseball and the NFL. And I mean, Joe Maurer chose Major League Baseball over going to well, technically. He would have gone to Florida State for a couple of years and then maybe gone to the NFL. But but anymore, it's I think players are looking at it and saying, okay, well, I can get a, a decent signing bonus, but then I have to ride buses for at least three to five years. And then once I get to the major leagues, I make minimum wage $500,000, which to us would be amazing. But to a, someone who has a chance to make $20 million at some point playing quarterback, they're weighing all these things and saying, I might not hit free agency in baseball till I'm 28 or 30. And in that meantime, half of it is spent in Cedar Rapids, you know, riding a Greyhound. But the trend in baseball over the last few years has been that, and especially guys who played at the college level, these first round draft picks are getting to the majors faster than they have in years past because GMs through analytics and and a better way of evaluating these players, have realized we're kind of squandering some of these guys' best years athletically by burying them in the minors for as long as we do. You're seeing guys who have played into into their college years get up to the pros in two years, maybe three years, sometimes even shorter than that. So if I'm Kyler Murray, and now, full disclosure, Baseball is my first and greatest love of my life, so that also tinges my my opinion on this a little bit. If I'm somebody as talented as Kyler Murray, who already got that $6 million signing bonus that he got when he was drafted as early as he was, I'll ride buses and go to a nice steakhouse when we get to our destination. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't have to eat like the rest of the minor leaguers. I can still buy nice shoes and, and nice suits if, if that's what I'm into. I can still have a nice TV and a nice apartment to live in in the offseason, and I'll remember who I am in 20 years. You know what I mean? I'm not going to have brain damage. I'm going to have knees that work, and I can earn until I'm 35 or 36 in baseball. We're in the NFL, and especially for a quarterback who runs as much as he does, the earning window is much, much shorter. I think it, you're right if he plays a different position except QB. I think the the ability to get to this league this quickly at that spot now is very uh, attractive. And so if he played cornerback or running back, I think baseball, 1,000%. But when you're a quarterback and, and you went back to play and were as successful as he was, and now you got all these football scouts saying, hey, kid, you are a first-round pick. And you're saying, okay, I could go make a lot of cash, ride buses, and plus, guess what now? And this is a sad truth. Baseball, not as sexy. It's just not. If you're a kid, right? I mean, it's sad. I get it. And I love the sport. But if I give you the, the option and say, okay, kid, you can be a star quarterback in my league where, where star quarterbacks are put on a pedestal of a huge, huge deal, and or you could be a second baseman for the Oakland A's and you're going to spend the summer of 2019 in Modesto? You're gonna pick football, and if you're I've looking never at been to Modesto, <laughs> and if you're looking at what baseball and the NFL are doing right now at this current time, you're Kyler seeing that baseball still isn't paying their stars. Those stars are still sitting, you know, in Homestead, Florida, at 
free agent training camp or whatever, while the NFL is spending cash on everybody. Which one am I going to choose if I'm a young 21-year-old kid coming into sports and I get to choose between either of those two options? Yeah, it, I'm it, going with the one who's paying me. I, and I It's hard to you know put yourself in the exact mind of Kyler Murray, but if you had instant signings of baseball free agents and the money kept going up and up and up and everything was on the incline, it might make the decision. If it was 50-50, it might sway him toward baseball. But the last two years, when you see these guys all sitting out there, and you, it, it looks like baseball is on this decline, even though a lot of people in baseball would tell you, well, if you look at these different like local numbers over here and some different right. metrics over there. So um, there's, another, there's another argument to be made here, actually on Judd's behalf. Sorry, Rami. But later on this hour, the judge will rule on the other argument you had, okay. Vikings-related. All right. We'll see which way that goes. Uh, let's see, what's on the TCL TV this afternoon? I feel I was treated hostily this segment, but I'll let it go. I'd leave. We've got Judd's favorite faux hawk here, Tony Reale, is rocking it on the TCL TV today. That's 15. a sharp That's a sharp picture now, too. It's, four, it's, it's really sharp. It's the best picture quality on the market, and it's all of Tony Reale's I thought you were going to say hawk. that's a sharp faux hawk. Like well, it's, really it's that is. too. But it's, it's, a, a fi- it's come to a fine point this afternoon. Those, yeah. those are some big faces now, is yeah. all I got to say. Yes, that's a unibrow and a half on Frank <laughs> Isola. Uh, and, you, and you can see that unibrow because you're watching a TCL uh, 4K Roku TV, which gives you the combination of the best picture quality you're going to find on any TV and also uh, the most entertainment options. You've got 4,000-plus streaming channels, a lot of sports options, and you've got 450,000 movies and TV show episodes. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand for a very good reason. You can find TCL TVs inside any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami from the TCL Studios. Because what you listen to doesn't come from just one source. We offer Minnesota Minnesota sports. Lots of it. Whenever you want it, wherever you are, even when you're mobile, on the move, remain grounded with access to the content that you're passionate about. Get it all here. Score North Minnesota Sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. With no regard for human life. All right, we're just... Uh... Trying to trying to settle up an argument from Purple Daily earlier today, and if you are not familiar with Purple Daily, you can find it along with Purple Podcast, and uh, eventually Vikings Vent Line will be back in the mix. Even some off season episodes, all available wherever you find podcasts. Just search Score North Vikings, and you can find all of our Viking shows under one umbrella. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and I have one more example here for you on this Kyler Murray discussion. Okay, we're still with this. Okay, one more. All right, and we'll get to the other argument. Okay, okay. I don't think you're going to sway him at this point. Well, it's just—I don't just, think he can be swayed. Not on this one, no. Okay. Well, let me just throw the this witness out. is definitely hostile. Okay. So once upon a time, there was a team in the NFL mm-hmm. that was on the brink, but needed a little something extra. So this was a this was a back to back division winner, a team that had gone to the playoffs three years in a row. Okay. And a, a team that wasn't going into the season the favorite to win the Super Bowl, but a team that was. In the mix, right? And they weren't just they weren't just scraping their way by to get into the playoffs. Sure, like the Vikings have been. They missed the playoffs this year, but the Vikings have been the Vikings have been a really good team. They went to the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, right? So, so uh, call them Team A, if All you right. will. Okay, Team A okay. was a back to back division champ. 
And uh, they had a quarterback that actually led the NFL in multiple key categories. Okay. Quarterback they were very happy with. Yes. And the numbers on paper were very impressive. Led the league in in traditional quarterback rating, in yards per attempt. And this quarterback was under a much more team-friendly contract than the one Kirk Cousins signed. Kirk Cousins is the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And, and his production... Even on paper, if you just take his paper production, his fantasy production doesn't match where he ranks in terms of salary in a cap league. The quarterback I'm talking about for Team A was every bit as good as Kirk Cousins and had a team-friendly contract. And Team A said, we don't care. It doesn't matter. We need something else, A, to get it to the next level, oh, and, I know who team and is. B... Mm-hmm. Something that might be sustainable for ten years at this position. Okay. Any guesses? Yes. Was teammate coached by a fat guy with a mustache? I don't know why you have to take that shot. <laughs> Who wore red? But the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. are the team I'm talking about. Everybody was shocked when they traded up to get Pat Mahomes in the first round. Well, Alex Smith just led the league in passer rating. Alex Smith went from this conservative shell of a quarterback for ten years, and you have unlocked him the last two. Why would you get rid of Alex Smith? And and they looked crazy for doing it. And instead, they wind up with this likely the best quarterback in the NFL for the next decade, barring injury. And like yeah. I said, if you if you determine after you evaluate Kyler Murray through the the, uh, the the combine workout days interviews, whatever the case might be, if you determine he's that type of talent, that he's a generational talent like Patrick Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers like Tom Brady, like Drew Brees, if he's one of these like top three to five quarterbacks and, you, and you're convinced of that in the next two or three years that he's going to be that type of guy, okay, I can see why you pull the plug or, or, or change course in the Kirk Cousins era. But short of that, if you think he's anything short of that, I think you're already in too deep with what you've invested in last year to, to change the plan at this point. But don't forget, Mahomes' first year, Recall, he sat. Same thing. He did. He did sit. He the sat. Light. So I don't, you could. I think Pat Mahomes came in with a lot less hype, though, because he was tucked away at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And I just he, the point. My point being is, you'd have to play Kyler Murray. I think. I think in this league, it's not unforgivable to have two tracks at simultaneous times. I don't think that it, it's a sin to say that's the guy. We believe that. We still can have a good team. We still can be successful. But track two has to always be trying to improve the long-term chances for your team. Should we get to the second argument here? Please. Yes. You guys had another argument on Mm -hmm. Purple Daily today. Mm -hmm. This is a good one. I enjoyed this one. Mm -hmm. And it started with (laughs) this. Man, you know, I I like Adrian Peterson in Detroit. You know, they have a a young kid in Carrion Johnson, man, who I really like. Carrion is going to be a stud in this league. But I think he can learn a lot from Adrian Peterson, just the approach of, of how to be a pro, how to handle being a full-time running back. I like what division you're dealing with. I like the <laughs> NFC North. But it's time to bring AP back home. What? It's time to bring him back to Minnesota. When wow. he started in Lakes. Yes, there right. You go. I mean, think about it. Latavius Murray may be out of there. You still like Dalvin Cook. He's going to be there. But... Remember, this is a two-backs league now, two-three-back league. You bring Adrian back. What I saw last year, there was a lot of gas in the tank, yeah. and it would be phenomenal to see him finish his career off in Minnesota where it all started. Terrell Davis, 
Hall of Fame running back mm-hmm. wants Adrian Peterson back with the Vikings. So you guys asked the question, should the Vikings consider bringing Adrian Peterson back? Yes. And your quick answers were? I said yes. Over my dead body. <laughs> Judd's a little more emphatic about it. And then it. I went and wrote, I wrote a column because I, I, mean, I have such strong feelings about this, this topic. This isn't one that I, that I was or, or am passionate about because we're talking about a backup running back at this point. Everybody sitting in this room agrees that Dalvin Cook is, is your number one feature yeah. running back next year as long as he can stay healthy. So I'm not... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna die on this hill of no. This guy has to be the backup running back. It's it's not. <laughs> it's, it's really. It's not really that worth it. And honestly, honestly, and I was I was listening to uh, Matthew Collar on Score North Live uh, as I was coming in and out of the station in between shows today, and he was going down the list of available free agents at the running back position this year, and. If I'm being honest and 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 don't just be stubborn and and like I said die on this hill over a backup running back. There are better options and better fits out there in free agency than Adrian Peterson. So since Judd and I had it out over this on Purple Daily today, I've since softened on my stance. There are guys like Jay Ajayi out there, CJ Anderson. I'm just going down the list. Le'Veon, okay. Le'Veon Bell, but you're not going to get Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Alfred Blue. These are all guys who are younger, and I really like Tevin Coleman. That was the first name that Collar mentioned today. They're younger and probably better fits for what the Vikings are going to try to do in their run game and in their blocking so scheme. So you've seen the light. I've softened. I still don't think Adrian Peterson would be a bad idea, Ugh. but I've softened and think that there are probably better ideas out there. Well, Rami, you shouldn't soften too much because I agree with you. You know what? To have hell you with lost, it. Have they, you lost your they mind? They have to sign Adrian Peterson. Have you lost your I got some backup here. It has to happen. What it would be stupid if about? they didn't sign Adrian Peterson at this point. What are you? Where Where are you going with this? All right. So you and I have been in. Tell him, Mackie. Judd and I have Tell been him. in lockstep on Peterson. <laughs> Rami complained. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty. When Peterson ran for two thousand yards. I think it I think you and I started doing our show together the the next off season like after the Super Bowl and you and I banged the drum pretty hard of based on his age and usage and previous injury history you got to be careful with this dude. You should probably think about trading him. Well, the contract and, was enormous at the time, too. Yes. That was a huge problem. And I remember you and I took a ton of heat from our listeners that, hey, there's a huge drop-off coming here soon, and you can't play him on third down, and I know this sounds terrible, and sure enough, the the drop-off was 800 yards the next year, and there was more injuries and things like that. But the key phrase here is, in a complementary role, which is the make or break. I mean, Peterson probably thinks he should be the bell cow starting running back for anyone he goes to, and I heard the 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 Saints reference that you made, where he's chewing out Sean Payton on the sideline. Was it game one? Yeah, a couple of years ago, Monday Night Opener. It's like, dude, there are credible running backs on this roster, and you're chewing out a Super Bowl winning, great offensive minded coach because you think you're the different. Like you, because you aren't getting the ball, that's the reason why he, you're losing. He right was now. the third of three guys, correct? And he wasn't being used, and he shouldn't have been being used. Yes, so. You'd have to cross all those bridges, and he'd have to come in and say, you know what, I understand what this is. This isn't going to be a season in which, like with Washington last year, I want to say he carried 250 times. He played in all 16 games. 
that this isn't that. This is 100 to 150 carries maximum. But that wasn't the plan when he went into Washington. The plan was sort of running back by committee, and running backs just started dropping like flies in the first couple of weeks of the seasons for the Redskins. Yep. They were sort of forced into that. So, so he came into this season sort of agreeing to not be the bell cow, but Judd was convinced, or at least that's how it came off earlier in the show, that he went in there saying, yeah, okay, I'll be part of running back by committee, while he was really thinking, sure, it's going to be running back that's by exactly committee. What, yeah, sure. I'll, sh- I'll show you guys. That's, that's what sure. I think, yes. Yeah, but so, so another thing to consider here is Dalvin Cook, the, the most he's ever rushed in a season in the two years he's been with the Vikings is 133 times. Now, we're gone are the days where you give the ball to one guy 350 times or that you give the ball to any combination of running backs uh, that many times. But I could see a scenario in which, whether it's Peterson or somebody else, you just go a little easy on Delvin Cook, that you're not going to throttle down and all of a sudden he's going to get the ball 25 times a game coming off this injury history. So I would I would leave it open for nostalgic reasons, for okay, let me ask cha- you this. change of pace reasons. Let me ask you this. And defenses actually do still fear him based on what he did with Washington last year. So. I'm not going to die on the hill either, but I'm not going to laugh it off like Judd did. I did not l- laugh it off. I threw down the gauntlet and said, over my dead body, does this happen in this town? Uh, what would be, but the problem is this, in in this league now, if you're going to sign a complimentary player to Cook, I want a guy that can pass protect and catch the ball consistently. Peterson still is not great at catching the ball and can't pass protect. I don't know if and I need. So I don't, I don't like to ask the, him to do things he can't do. But why would? But, but do we agree that Dalvin Cook is good at those things? He's a three down, He's a three down back. Dalvin Cook is for sure. He's for sure a three down and a, th- and a third down back. Yes. The instances in which you would use Peterson are first and second down on drives where you want to spell Dalvin Cook and give him yeah. a breather. Okay. Do you believe in your heart of hearts though that that no matter what he told you when he signed the contract that he would be the good soldier and would be okay with basically being spotted when I believe his only goal in life at this point is to move up the rushing chart. Yeah, he definitely he's wants to very, move up. He he's very wants close to, to about chart. two guys. And I think his only goal, I think if you got him to tell the truth, a Super Bowl would be nice, but his goal is to get as high on that chart as he possibly can in the next couple of years. Yeah. And I think he's going to continue to keep playing. Too. Yeah, he got up to, he actually, he went past a bunch of people last year. So he's eighth on the all-time rushing list. And in his mind, that season in which he got suspended for 15 games for taking a switch to his four-year-old kid, mm-hmm. that may have cost him, let's say that cost him 1,200 yards, which might even be conservative because that was still the prime of his career. If he has the extra 1,200 yards next to his name, instead of eighth on the all-time rushing list, Was he fifth or fourth? He would currently be knocking on the door of Frank Gore at fourth with a chance to pass Gore and Barry Sanders this year to get to third all-time. So in his mind, he's 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 chasing. This is a point for Judd. He's he's trying to make up for that 15 game suspension, and be where he rightfully should be in his mind, which is top three all time rushing. And by the way, this so, is a guy. This is a guy who in an in a sit down with somebody in the past years said he still disciplines his kids as he sees fit. He's a total don't get a guy. Like if you, I, do I that, won't argue with you. On if that. you if you do that still. Are you going to publicly tell people that? Oh, he just did. No, I know he did, but that's him. He believes he believes that he is still the guy who was a star in 2008. 
I saw Jonathan threaten his kid with a corn dog one time. <laughs> Not really a threat. It's a corn dog. It's like one of the greatest food items on planet Earth. Threat, he pushed threaten it up to under make his, his kid play soccer. <laughs> He's like, "Watch out, kid! You're going to be playing soccer. Daddy's favorite sport." You're saying these things, I don't. So- they don't sound like threats to me. I know. <laughs> okay, soccer, I'm taking your kid away. Corn dogs. Uh, <laughs> but I think the the best football thing over the weekend is we have a new league, and Judd already we has do? ways to fix it. <laughs> oh. I gave it out to Again, Purple are we Daily. Surprised by this? It's really good. It's great advice. Are you going to give us your fixes when we come back? Absolutely. Here, All right, cool. Mackie and Judd with Robbie. This has been a nice Defense did about all of it the second half, but uh, we played pretty well. I think we only had to punt a couple times, but uh, our defense really was super the second half. Was that the old ball coach? Sounds like the old ball coach. Orlando, is that right? No idea. I think he's Orlando. (laughs) I think Spurrier is in Orlando because Childress was supposed to be in Atlanta, and they were going to play in the first game, but then Brad quit. That apparently was on CBS this weekend while I was crushing episodes of The Punisher and SNL and my favorite late-night talk shows, getting all caught up on entertaining television watching this weekend. Yes. SNL, I watched the start. Uh-huh. I bailed. I didn't watch this week, so I was oh, still, okay. I'm still Halsey catching up. Halsey was the host, and Halsey's fine. That's fine, but it just seemed like they, they were basically going through the motions of an SNL episode. I bailed quickly. I watched the episode from two weeks ago. And probably hopelessly behind. Probably ten episodes of Colbert, ten episodes of The Daily Show, ten episodes of Conan, and probably eight to ten episodes of The Punisher. That was my weekend. So, how far down your list would you have had to have cleared out until to get you to got the to AAF? Um, chores. I would have had to do chores around the house before I resorted to watching the AAF. But apparently. As far as sports fans go and football fans go, I may be in the minority on this because am I correct that they beat ABC, the NBA on ABC in the overnight ratings on Saturday? Am I correct? Uh, ABC is claiming that they yeah. tied. Yeah. yeah. Which is still kind Just, of embarrassing, right? It's also amazing that ABC has not to come for in and be ABC. Like, oh, we tied this minor league football. <laughs> That's not embarrassing so. for ABC. It's embarrassing for whoever watched that because that is not a good product. That is not. That is not entertaining. That's bad football. Well, then that is, that's even more embarrassing for ABC then because they have to. Com- they're competing with a minor league football product that no one's ever seen before. And when we did, did see it, it wasn't great. What is wrong with you people? Is Listen, my question. I caught football, man. I, I caught <laughs> some chunks football. of it. What's wrong with you people? Six five one six four six eight two five five. It's our drug. Okay. Y'all got problems. Quick takeaways. Quick takeaways. So number one, I watched about a quarter and a half of AAF this weekend, and it was all Saturday night. So That's I watched all? just a sampling. Oh, okay? you didn't watch as much as I did. Well, we'll get to your thoughts here. I know you have ways to fix the league. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I just okay. thought that you'd watch more. And my two takeaways are: I love. That they might, I, I love that they try to make up for how bad the quarterback play is, and it is atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's NFL games where you question the quarterback play on a weekly basis. I mean, most NFL games, actually. Probably probably 10 teams in the NFL that have bad quarterback yeah. play, right? Where you go, why is this guy on the field? And, and the That's a- the whole league in the AAF. And the AAF is like the guys who can't make the practice squad version of those Quarter- NFL competitions. Quarterbacks are bad. So it's, it's really bad. Yes. So they, but they knew that going in. And so what they do is they give you extra access to the coaches and to the replay booths. We'll play a clip here in a second. And my favorite part about the quarter and a half I watched is Mike Martz, mic'd up live on one of the sidelines, 
denigrating and trashing his quarterback and talking about how he's thinking about putting the other guy in. And I think the other guy is <laughs> Philip Nelson, it who is. he wound up actually putting in the game, yes. former gopher quarterback from eight years ago. Did that fix things? Well, it made it more interesting. <laughs> okay. At least I know no, I mean, that... did that fix things for Mike Martz when he put in his other terrible quarterback? No, it really okay. did. Okay, no. all right. He's got no hope there. Yeah. The quarterback play is bad, though. Now, now I don't think the game itself is atrocious, but the quarterback play is wanting, which is where my fix comes in, but... Play this first. Okay, this is what the NFL should probably consider at some point, if nothing else, just to add some entertainment. But uh, the context of this is this was a replay booth review, and they went up to the officials. They had a camera on uh, this booth, and here's the byplay. The ball hits the ground. I'm going to let this stand. Terry Valenti, the replay He's rolling official. on the ground. He's using the ground to keep it in there. Air traffic controller. The ball, the ground helps him. We're going to let this it stand. This is thrilling. So she's going to agree with the call. Runway on the three. No touchdown. She feels that the ground helped the catch at it's the end of the catch. Definitely touched. Ball is down on the ground, sliding. Okay, we're going to let. It, we're going to. We're going to. Wait a minute. One second. We've got an elbow down. It's got it. Touch. This is nope, what you thought made it entertaining? This to a catch in the How zone. bad was the football? By Orlando. He's got possession. He tucks it in. His elbow hits. The ball is in control. This sounds like a customer service call. <laughs> Press one. <laughs> Ma'am, is my Amazon package on the way or what? What are you like talking about? trying to land planes. <laughs> niner, niner, three, seven, eight. That's runway three for you. All right. I liked it. I like the transparency. I think the National Football League, it would be way more intriguing if we were privy to to those type of conversations Mm. on Sundays. I'd rather listen to that than the two guys in the booth just speculate the entire time. I want to know what's actually going through their minds. I'd rather watch The Punisher. Well, yeah, so <laughs> not, you watch 10 episodes of Colbert and Conan, too, which is your prerogative. Yes. And it was great. They're hilarious. All right, what are your fixes for this league? Oh. If, how, how would you get Rami to watch this league? Because right. if you're going to fix the league, Rami's your audience, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to make the league better. Yeah. Okay. And try, Sell me, Judd. Okay. And trying to make the league more entertaining and better. This is a very simple fix, and it's obvious. The, the National Football League and the Alliance of American Football are somehow tied in now, but there's no financial investment yet from the NFL. How are so, they tied in? Uh, NFL Network is showing games, and there's okay. evidently they're evidently not like competitors in the sense that there's a threat there, which there's not, obviously. No, not after watching so, the quarterback. Anyway, play. but anyway, okay, but that ties. Blake in. Bortles, you're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go that. Don't go that far. So, so my tie-in is very simple. You, there's eight teams. Those eight teams are allowed to pick, let's say, third string backup-type young quarterbacks from National Football League rosters of guys who haven't played in the previous season. My guy, Kyle Sloter, prime example, right? If you knew that Kyle uh, Sloter was going to start for the Orlando team and you're a Viking fan, you very well might tune in and watch. And I think I heard it was... I don't want to see Kyle Sloter playing for the Vikings. What do I want to see him playing for an AAF team for? I'm just trying to have a small fix here, okay? (laughs) I'm I'm not answering all the world's problems. So, but if I put him on... He's like a, like a farm system yes, type thing, exactly right? exactly right. Like loaning him out. Yes, but quarterbacks especially, because I was watching the... What was the terrible game I was watching? I mean, great game that I was watching last night. And they were talking about it was the Arizona team. And on one of the two teams, 
there was something like two of the three quarterbacks were were financial investment banker type of guys. Like they had basically been quarterbacks at Dartmouth or, or something, but their dreams were basically dead. And this league allowed their dreams to come back to life. Well, I don't care about their dreams. So let's get them. <laughs> so let's get them Again, off the shocking. field. Let's shoo them off the field and let's make this league a feeder system that gets National Football League backup or third string quarterbacks some action. Okay, that does nothing for me. So teams would come back and say, "Listen, I don't want to risk Kyle Sloter getting hurt, and now we have to find a quarterback for camp because he played against Birmingham on CBS Sports Network in front of eight fans." Right. But I can, but I can convince those teams that this quarterback will get valuable experience. So if he does not get hurt, and I'll protect him because the. The rules probably have to be morphed a little bit more to protect guys. But if he does not get hurt, he gets incredibly valuable experience. Okay. Like, Judd, like 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 Phil just said, there there are games in the NFL every Sunday where the quarterback play is so bad that I'm questioning why I'm watching that. Now you're talking about the third stringers are going to come and fix the AAF. Those are the starters that are terrible in the NFL. You want to take the third stringers and 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 I'm supposed to spend my time on that? I want to get a valuable experience. Okay, but well, you again, might not watch. That's your right. But, Wait, hold on. I love how the argument for making the league better is we need more third string NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> it's all about development, boys. I'm talking development. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was going to say is that if you get in these guys playing time, maybe they learn from that experience and they can translate that to being, you know, a somewhat decent starter in the NFL and be better than some of the crap we've seen on Sundays lately cuz these guys have no place to get this experience that they're getting here. They There's they no game reps, yeah. They don't get time to play in games and get that experience of playing actual football anymore after college. There's no place for them to go anymore. This league actually gives them that opportunity. Yeah, that's a, there is a point to be made from a team, an NFL team perspective, that if you really want a backup quarterback to be actually ready when he comes into a game mm-hmm. and not just like having practiced a couple times during the week ready and mentally reps ready, because mm-hmm. some of these backup quarterbacks, if you've been, if you were Peyton Manning's back, was Scott Tolzien yeah. was a backup for six years, didn't play in a game, right? That dude didn't play in a game. I mean, our guy Sage Rosenfels didn't play in games for large chunks where it would be like three years and he played in just preseason games. So I guess if teams would buy into the backup quarterbacks, not just the third strings, but if there was a chance for, you know, I'm trying to think of other teams that have compelling backups. Like if Mark Sanchez played, would that make you? That's like the argument. If Mark Sanchez was a starting quarterback for one of these AA, uh, If I'm a team, if I'm a, a pro team, Right now, I think I'm more interested in developing a quarterback who doesn't get game reps and hasn't, and who and who is going to be a lost cause if he doesn't. So, like, if it's a veteran guy, I don't care. But if it's a young guy who is going to sit on the bench and, and hold a clipboard and has no chance to play, I would like that guy to get game reps somewhere, and he could in this league. Was that your only fix? That's my big fix. Okay. Well, and it's not a fix. It just sort of morphs things in a way that might be right now. The quarterback play is going to be atrocious, and I don't think it's going to change. Christian Hackenberg is god awful. How was he ever projected? There was a time at Penn State <laughs> when that kid was projected to be the number one overall pick. It didn't happen, thank God. But how did that? How on earth was he ever projected by anybody at any time in his no. life? To be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. We did that with Jake Locker too at, at Washington. Like Jake Locker was a freshman. Like, oh, this is this is the next Peyton Manning. No. Christian Hackenberg no. is awful. Hmm. 
So chores, huh? Why didn't you watch more of it? Because on Saturday when we did Mackie and Judd with Rami from the golf show, mm-hmm. yes, Saturday edition of Mackie and Judd with Rami, you're like, oh my God, I missed it. It's at scorenorth.com. But Saturday when we did the show, you seemed pretty pumped up about it. You seemed like you were ready for some football. Uh, I Let me think. What was I doing on Saturday? I was drinking, for one. Okay. So there was that. Drinking and football go hand in hand. And then... I was, too. I, I watched th- it. I, I think... <laughs> I think we wound up watching and catching up on Vanderpump Rules. Okay. On demand. Uh, all right. I'm so I'm sitting lie. with, I'm sitting with two guys here who are yeah. consuming pop culture. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little drama. M- meanwhile, they've, I'm at home grinding film. They've got the new restaurant, Tom Tom. I've, yeah, no. I've seen it. My yeah. girlfriend watched now, it. Now, is Jack still in, in that show, or did Jack get his own show? I Both. Both. Jack's still fat now, or is Jack skinny again? He's about to turn 40, actually. That didn't answer his question. And is he fat or not? Age. Yeah, I don't care if he's about to turn 40. Is is he fat? Because he goes through these it's times weird where he's... questions that you're asking. I don't know. His face blows up at times. He's probably he, white. He doesn't watch <laughs> pop culture. Well, I mean, the wife has, has watched it, and I've walked in during periods where Jax has been skinny, and then I've walked in during periods where Jax is fat. And I don't understand why the women like fat Jax. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like he's not cute anymore. He's not sexy. Why do you girl? Why are you... Vanderpump people talking to him. Ostracize him. He's a jackass. I think if you ever open a bar, it's going to be called Fat Jacks. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> oh, Fantastic man. Name. We what? should have a Vanderpump watch along one day at scorenorth.com. With, be- with just Judd. <laughs> <laughs> alone in just a dimly lit room. Questions. No, I just don't understand why he is what still is she cons- thinking. Yeah. She's just sitting there by the end of it. Why is he fat? <laughs> And why does she like him if he's fat? Why do they all have such weird names? Jack, Stassi, none of these names make sense. Nobody's ever been named Stassi, ever. Except on on Vanderpump Rules. Right, yeah. (laughs) Anywho. All right, let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota for a second. (laughs) A place with a normal name and great people here to help give you peace of mind with anything dealing with your car. I've been talking all month about the service light that's been on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that service light on for a little longer, I think, just so I can keep talking about it during these uh, messages. But Luther Brookdale Toyota has the best combination of great durable vehicles and great smart, also uh, very friendly people in the service department here to help assist you, just like they've been doing with my family for years and years. And a comfortable, spacious lounge area, whether you're waiting on service or paperwork for a new vehicle, whatever it may be. There are six workstations with six cable TVs, two additional 70-inch flat screens, complimentary snacks, coffee, tea, play area for the kids. Go check it out on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. 
Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.